Could it be the last dance for the Denver Broncos top four wide receiver group of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Tim Patrick in 2023? We debate that on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day to get the latest episode as soon as it's made available. Make sure you subscribe or you follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. From the South Stands to the end zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's the site expert over there, predominantly orange, Com. And as we continue our State of the Broncos outlook after NFL free agency leading up to the NFL draft, we are taking a look now at the wide receiver position. And there are a lot of questions about the position coming into this upcoming season with the addition, the arrival of Sean Payton as the next head coach. Trade rumors impacted earlier portions of the offseason. There's still some time between now and the NFL draft. Things could change, but it seems the Broncos are moving Forward, but this could be the last dance for the Broncos' top four wide receivers on the roster with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Tim Patrick, maybe all playing together on the same team going forward. And if it is the last dance, Cody, you hope that at the very least, you know, we can get the same result as that Chicago Bulls team there in the 90s where they won the championship and then all kind of rode off into their own versions of, I guess, if you want to call it the sunset, uh, they all went into their own different alternate timelines away from the Bulls. So we'll see what happens with this year's version of the Denver Broncos at wide receiver. Quite frankly, though, Cody, I, I take a bit of issue. I'm going to I'm gonna stir the pot early on in this episode. Let's stir the pot here together. I don't know if this wide receiver group is really worthy of being at the at the point of saying, hey, this is this is the last dance. What have these guys done together? The, that Chicago Bulls team was, I mean, championship after championship after championship, constantly the target on their backs from every other team in the league. This wide receiver room, if we're being honest here, if we, hey, I'm going to take some flack for this, I know. This wide receiver room has underperformed. They haven't been healthy. They haven't been on the field together. We've never even seen these guys hard. I think that Pittsburgh Steelers game back in 2020, Cody, is the only time we've ever seen all these guys play together. Speaking of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, when are we going to get to see these guys? When are we going to get to see the first dance with these guys, much less the last dance? It's a good point that you make. I mean, you're not wrong because we haven't seen them. Like a major injury has impacted one of these guys in each of the last three seasons. It's been really, really unfortunate, but I think we're all in agreement that this is a wide receiver room with these guys. Like They have talent. They have potential. We just haven't seen them reach that yet, and I think ultimately that is the goal for this upcoming season. Can you get something out of these guys here because you have some guys who are on expiring deals after this year? You have Jerry Judy entering a big year. This is a contract year for Jerry Judy. You already have Cortland and Tim already extended, but they've been, you know, Cortland's been subject of trade rumors. Jerry's been subject of trade rumors. And hey, if history is any indicator here for the Denver Broncos, I mean, look at what has happened, Sarah, with personnel, like with Bradley Chubb, set to be on an expiring contract, traded away. Von Miller, same exact thing, traded away. 
My hope is that Jerry Judy stays with the Broncos for quite some time. But there is talent here, and the hope is that we get to see all these guys for the first time ever outside of you know a few snaps in that Pittsburgh Steelers game. Unfortunately, that was a uh, you know was that the Jeff Driscoll game where he threw the uh, yep. touchdown pass to. To Melvin Gordon on a wheel route there. That was a, a very, very interesting game considering Denver was down 17 nothing at one point there. But, you know, uh, old times there, though. But th- they have the talent. There, there's no question about that. We saw them extremely underutilized last year in Nathaniel Hackett's offense, specifically Jerry Judy. But let's talk about some other guys on this roster as well that are going to have to fight for a spot here. Kendall Hinton, who we all love, fan favorite. Very, very beloved fan favorite, Kendall Hinton. Jalen Virgil, undrafted rookie free agent from last year. Brandon Johnson, undrafted rookie free agent from last year. And then your fifth round draft pick from last year in Montreal, Washington. These are some other guys on the roster that are coming back from last year that have to compete for a roster spot. And I know that there are some new additions. We'll obviously highlight that coming up here in a little bit here on Locked on Broncos. Yeah, and these guys that you just mentioned, Hinton, Virgil, Johnson, Washington, again, fit in that that you know category, I'll, I'll call it, of potential. You know, where these are guys that you really want. I would say, primarily, Cody, you want these guys competing for like your fifth or sixth receiver spot. And, and hey, if if one of these guys or two of them ends up just going off in training camp and preseason games. And you're like, wow, we can't, we can't not keep this guy on the roster. He's doing everything well. That's an added bonus. But this is where I land on this wide receiver position. Look, the Broncos did try to get Alan Lazard. They did. And it, and it sounds from all the rumors that are floating around, Cody, like they were, I, I was listening to something from Mike Kliss a couple weeks ago, nine, Broncos 9 News Insider, Mike Kliss. He said, like, the the thought, in a way, was to go, you know, we go sign Alan Lazard and you swap Jerry Judy for a first-round pick. Then you have Alan Lazard and a first-round pick and you're giving up Jerry Judy. It's not a direct trade or anything like that, but we know the team was after him. We know the team was after former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. And who knows if they had signed him, what the fallout would have been. Did they have deals on the table for Portland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Do they have deals that they just passed on or, or are the Broncos just saying no to everybody? We don't know exactly where they're at in terms of what is the, what is the coaching staff that just came in with Sean Payton, new wide receivers, coach Kerry Colbert. Where did they land on this wide receiver room? What is the, what is the staff now that they've had a couple years to be in place? Where do they land on guys like Sutton and Judy and even Tim Patrick now, even after signing those extensions, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that they tried to go get these other guys because what does that even mean for the NFL draft? There's there's so many questions that I have. Are they just going to stick with the guys that they have now or are we going to get a surprise trade on draft day? Cody, I don't know where the, the, this is the thing. I don't know where the team even really stands with this wide receiver room. In a couple weeks here, we'll have clarity. We'll know exactly where they're going. But as of right now, I think even with the guys that we have on paper, still a lot of looming question marks. Well, and I think as well as the draft approaches, nothing would surprise me if Denver did make a draft day move to move one of these guys. I know it'd be, like I said, I I don't think that Denver should trade Jerry Judy, even if they're going to get a first rounder. I don't think that they should do that because I think he has all the tools to be a star wide receiver in the NFL. We saw when properly utilized last year. And just imagine like if he's got a, Sean Payton's got a guy like him, there's so many different things that you can do and not to compare him to Marcus Colston or anything like that, but it kind of excites me a little bit. 
uh, aside from that, I mean, I think the truth is kind of in the middle with, you know, the trade rumors, interest in maybe moving on from these guys, you know, regaining capital. These things are, I think, are all important. And I think they're very relevant right here to this discussion. But I also think something that isn't talked about enough is when you look at this coaching staff, you mentioned Kerry Colbert. Sean Payton has brought in new coaches from the outside who have no ties essentially to the roster from last year. So they're coming in from an outsider's perspective where maybe they not they may not be as close to it, maybe as we are when we talk about these players because we watch them, we cover them every single day. So I, I think that there is a trust element. Look, it, it may be questionable if they do offset one of these guys, but there must be a reason. There must be a plan in place if that is what they intend to do. But aside from that, if Denver's wide receiver room stays intact or they move on from a guy, they do have some new faces that were added during NFL free agency. We'll dive into the new faces on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Denver Broncos have added some new wide receivers to this room, but are these guys locks for the roster? Are they going to even make the team? Are they going to make an impact in 2023 Cody, I'm actually kind of excited about the the new receivers the Broncos added because I think at, when we've seen them at their best, they have made significant contributions, not just in preseason games, but in actual real NFL regular season games. And specifically, if you go back to the 2021 New Orleans Saints, the last year that Sean Payton was there, you're going to see plenty of Marquez Calloway and Lil Jordan Humphrey. You're going to see a lot of those two guys playing and that speaks volumes to the fact that the Saints were competitive that year with these guys who were at the time were relative unknowns, you know, young guys fighting for roster spots, just like we're talking about with, you know, the Hintons and the Virgils and Johnsons of the world. Marquez Callaway coming into Denver, Lil Jordan Humphrey coming in as well. These guys are big body receivers. Where do you land on these two guys as far as are they a lock for the roster? Does it feel like that's kind of the vibe with these signings? Or are these guys just being brought in as kind of training camp bodies? Well, we all know that usually the wide receiver position, cornerback at training camp, they tend to have the most bodies out of anybody. There's usually 15, 16 wide receivers. There's like 13 defensive backs, 14 of them if you factor in, you know, maybe bringing in another guy. Uh, for me, I think the one lock, in my opinion, that I'm kind of sold on is maybe being a roster lock, regardless of what happens. I think Marquez Callaway. I mean, it, it makes sense that he came over from New Orleans where he exploded in Sean Payton's offense in 2021. I mean, this is a guy who has a lot of potential. And look, he's not necessarily going to be your number one wide receiver, right? That's not the expectation for a guy like Callaway. Not even your number two, but a guy who can be, I mean, comparison-wise, maybe like Tim Patrick, right? Maybe in that, that role as that third guy. Like if teams are focused so much on Cortland or Jerry, this is a guy who's going to hurt you because he's going to make catches on third down. He's going to move the chains for you. He's going to have a couple of big plays downfield of 20 plus yards. To me, Marquez Callaway, I think is like a security blanket, the insurance policy that Sean Payton says, Hey, I know this guy. He's going to make the roster. I feel like Callaway is a lock. Now, I think the more intriguing name to me, 
and, and maybe what his role may be. I'm little Jordan Humphrey, right? Because for those that maybe don't know, little Jordan's not low. He's big. He's big Jordan Humphrey there. He's six foot four, 225 pounds there. So for me, their size, right? He could play wide receiver, but he could also play a tight end role. And as you and I are going to discuss on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos, for those who are everyday listeners, you can expect the state of the Broncos tight end outlook on tomorrow's show. He could also play some tight end. He could play a hybrid role here for the Broncos. So that kind of intrigues me a little bit about little Jordan Humphrey and where he's at. Denver also could look in the NFL draft to maybe add a guy here in just two weeks' time, but I think it would be very contingent upon who's available, who they like, and the prime positioning. And as you mentioned, a draft day trade is not off the table yet for the Denver Broncos. I'm curious for your thoughts on little Jordan Humphrey, maybe his usage as a potential tight end, considering the circumstances of that room as we preview that position tomorrow. Well, I think that's going to be a fascinating development to watch because he did do quite a bit of uh, of those types of things, not just with the Saints, but also with New England. And you look, I have his snap counts pulled up here, Cody, from the last handful of years. He actually he actually played a decent amount for both the Saints and the Patriots in the last two seasons. Uh, of the snaps that he played, 35% in 2021 with the Saints, 34% in 2022 with the Patriots, just 16 games combined there. But what's really interesting about these two guys is they don't they don't play a lot of special teams, right? You would think uh, if you're signing guys to be bottom of the roster guys, you would think, hey, that, that guy's probably going to play some special teams for you. Neither of these two guys really plays much special teams. So their value is going to be, hey, can you crack this roster as a wide receiver? Can you crack this roster as a tight end hybrid kind of player? I think that's where their experience in Sean Payton's offense, knowing exactly what he wants to do, knowing how he operates, knowing what he's going to ask of them. Uh, and also Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. I mean, these things can't be overstated because they're they're extremely important as far as, hey, if you can be mentally ready to go, if you can know your assignment and know your job, do it right and do it frequently, do it consistently, you are going to get on the good graces of an NFL coaching staff. And that's why I think these guys got brought in is because they're going to, even though they're maybe not big names, even though they don't have big contracts, Cody, I feel like these are the types of guys that are going to come into the roster in the offseason. And, and it's going to be tough for young guys to get playing time, even over little Jordan Humphrey, all due respect to him, he's been in the NFL now. This is his fifth NFL season. So I think that you you come into this training camp with the Denver Broncos as a rookie, as a third, fourth, fifth round pick or undrafted free agent at receiver, or even if you're Kendall Hinton, even if you're Jalen Virgil or Brandon Johnson or Montreal Washington, you're going to have to be better than Marquez Calloway. You're going to have to be better than little Jordan Humphrey. And for years, I don't think the Broncos have necessarily had that kind of vibe. They have allowed these training camp preseason darlings to crack the initial roster, which is great, but it's also maybe compromised quality just a little bit. I think that's a fair point to make. And look, competition makes everybody better. It elevates your game because nothing is guaranteed. Your roster spot, unless you're a top guy making a lot of money, you're not guaranteed anything in the NFL. And so for guys like Jalen Virgil, who has I mean, Sarah, like I said, I don't think people know this enough. He has explosive, ridiculous speed, right? And a part of me, one thing I'm looking at is potential training camp competitions. Like, you know, obviously we know that KJ Hamler is expected to be ready for the start of training camp, but could there maybe be competition 
for KJ's roster spot between he and Jalen Virgil, two guys who have speed there. And obviously for Jalen, who actually played a lot of special teams for Denver down the stretch last year as a gunner. He also had a couple of tackles, things like that. We love to see here for young guys. But I mean, I think guys like Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, these guys know like, hey, my spot is not guaranteed. I have to find a way to go through and, and, and compete. I have to impress a new coaching staff because that's it. All these new coaches that are coming in, they don't know anything from last year outside of how bad the tape was, how bad the product was for Denver. So for them, they're like, hey, nothing's guaranteed. Everybody's got to compete for their spot. I'm excited to see how it all plays out here as we approach next month. It's going to be voluntary, you know, leading up to voluntary minicamp. Then in June, it'll be mandatory minicamp for a little bit of a stretch of time. Then they're going to have a month off and then they're going to come back for training camp and things are going to be explosive here, Sarah. Like things are going to get wild here. So if you're a member of Broncos country, make sure that you stay tuned here. Lockdown Broncos every single day, all year long, because we have you covered with everything you need to know about the Denver Broncos. We attend practices, we attend games, we interview players. We provide you with the most objective coverage out there on the web. That's a guarantee there. But Broncos country, we're going to continue our conversation on today's episode of the show. We're going to pose the question, is the wide receiver room better right now going into 2023 than it was last year? You'll get that and make sure you follow along as well. And you can chime in on YouTube with your comments. You'll get that on today's episode. Locked on Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino break down everything from salary cap management, free agency, the draft, and how to build an NFL roster. You get that every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or on YouTube. Check it out today, the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. As we take the case to court, is the Denver Broncos wide receiver position better right now on paper going into 2023 than it was last season? That's the million dollar question on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. And shout out to every single one of you who listen every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. From those of you that also watch the show every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you can always get an early preview of the week's episodes by watching on YouTube. So subscribe or hit that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news content coverage and more. Sarah, I'm going to open the floor to you here, my friend. I'm going to ask you this question. As it pertains to the Broncos wide receiver room, Sean Payton coming in as the head coach, offensive play caller, new circumstances everywhere. When you look at the position that currently has 10 guys at wide receiver, is the Broncos wide receiver room right now on paper better going into the season this year than it was last year? Well, I think if everybody's healthy and obviously right now, KJ Hamler is not, but even without KJ Hamler factored in, I'm going to say, yes, this unit is a little bit better than it was last year. And I think the biggest reason for that is the emergence of Jerry Judy, right? I mean, he showed at the end of last season, he was kind of on uh, an all pro pace there at the you know final five or six games of the season. He was really lighting it up. And I think with his progression, just knowing that he's a little bit less of a, a an unknown Remember, after his rookie season, there was concerns over drops after his second season. He kind of missed a, a little bit of time there with the ankle injury. Now, after year three, I think Jerry Judy has taken that spot as the Broncos top offensive weapon, offensive playmaker. And because of that, and because you're getting Tim Patrick back healthy, I'm going to say this unit is better than it was a year ago at this time, even without KJ Hamler 
factored in. And I think that does ultimately factor into the Broncos draft plans, even with the acquisition of Marquez Callaway. I do think Hamler's pectoral injury that he suffered that he's going to miss potentially, you know, uh, into the regular season, depending on the time frame of, you know, the the healing process there. I know it was kind of a vague recovery process, could be back for training camp, may miss time into the regular season. We'll see. But as of right now, Cody, I'm saying yes. I'm saying this unit is better on paper than it was at the end of or at the beginning of the offseason last year, simply because of those two main factors, Judy's emergence and number two, Tim Patrick coming back healthy. I'm in agreement with you. I said 100%. I think they're better going into the season. I think the depth is good if the roster kind of pans out a little bit, how I think it may go with some of these guys here. Obviously, there are some questions about, you know, guys who are coming back off of injury, right? That's 100% respectable. That's that's fair right here. But I do think if all these guys there, if all of these guys are healthy, Denver has a good wide receiver room. They really do. They have a ton of potential. They have guys with size. They have guys with the ability to go up and catch those 50-50 balls in Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. you got a guy who literally nobody can cover one-on-one in Jerry Judy. And you have a guy with such dynamic speed when healthy in K.J. Hamler, who we have seen can take the top off of the defense and get behind safeties. There is dynamic here, and there are guys behind them, depth players who can also play a big role for them this upcoming season. I think right now on paper, yes, 100% that they are better than they were last year. And I think a a fair question to ask, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think that Denver may look at adding a wide receiver in the NFL draft here in just about two weeks? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because as we look at a room that has 10 guys, where it's kind of stacked. I mean, you look at Cortland, Jerry, Tim, you look at KJ, you look at Marquez Calloway, you look at Kendall Hinton, obviously a guy who's been so reliable for Denver as a utility player, Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphrey. You have all these guys in Montreal, Washington. Does it make sense to add a wide receiver with this amount of guys that you currently have on the roster at that position? I think so. I, I do. I love wide receivers in this draft. A, a number of them. Uh, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, a guy that I really like a lot. Cody Charlie Jones out of Purdue, one of my favorite wide receivers in this class, and a guy who could really upgrade the Denver Broncos special teams as well. And you look up and down the list. I mean, you could go Marvin Mims, Rishi Rice, who I know the Broncos have done a, a number of you know different interviews and you know exams on him in the pre-draft process. Out of S- another SMU receiver, by the way, I think Pony there's Express, just, there, the Pony Express coming up to Denver. You love to see it. I, I think wide receiver being a premium position. Why would you not draft one of them? I mean, you only got five picks. None of your picks are in the first two rounds. And this year's draft, I know Sean Payton did say he's like this receiver class is not deep. Smoke Maybe screen. a little misdirection there, unless he's being honest. Yeah, if he's being just straight up honest about it, then that's that's another thing. But I think hey. If you're trying to, you know, get people off the scent a little bit, you went after Alan Lazard, you went after Adam Thielen, you didn't get those guys. You're clearly not 100% thrilled about your situation at wide receiver right now. Maybe look at somebody in the draft. I would definitely consider it, especially because it's such an important position. And effectively, Cody, how many of these guys with the trade rumors that we've had, injuries in recent years, contract situations, how many of these guys are effectively, I'm not saying literally, but there, how many of this, you know, this room at this top end, they're all they're just basically on one year deals, right? They're they're year to year at this point, essentially, with the team looking to potentially move on in a trade, or you know, you could get cut based on your contract. You're injured, you're literally in a contract year. I mean, the, it's year to year at this position. So why not get a talented rookie 
as early as you can in this class and bring them in and have somebody who's actually under contract that you want to you know potentially build around. Broncos country, what do you think about this? Down below, make sure you drop it in the YouTube comment section or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, make sure you tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Sarah Bettinger at Locked On Broncos. We appreciate you so much. And just a mile high salute and a thank you to everybody in Broncos country for making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. And a special shout out to all the everydayers out there that listen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, making us a big part of your day. You make the show what it is, Broncos country. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your interaction. And on tomorrow's episode of the show, here's what you can expect if you're an everyday listener. We're going to take a look at the tight end position. What's going on with the Broncos in lieu of Sean Payton's comments about Greg Dulcich and the offense in general. And with some uncertainty about the position, could Denver maybe look in the NFL draft for a tight end? We break down the state of the Broncos at the tight end position on tomorrow's brand new episode.